Before we get to today's episode of Off the Bench on the Wizards Podcast Network, we want to remind you to download the Wizards app on the go and in the palm of your hand. The official Washington Wizards team app is your mobile home for all things Wizards. Everything you need to know when it comes to game previews and recaps, radio broadcasts and stats, all at the touch of a button. You can even access the Monumental Sports Network and the Wizards Podcast Network with ease. Download the official Wizards team app today. Wizards fans, welcome to another edition of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group. Zach Rosen here from WashingtonWizards.com and Wizards Digital, and we've got a great interview coming up with Davis Bertans, who is a father for the second time, his wife and him welcoming their second born, a son this time. Uh, so we got into a lot of things about fatherhood, uh, the eight game winning streak, playing in front of fans, playing with Russ and Brad, and a lot more. So stay tuned, coming up next. All righty, welcome to today's special episode of Off the Bench with Wizard Sharpshooter Davis Bertans, the Latvian Laser, some days the Latvian Leaper, and most recently, father of his second born, a new son, Davis. How is fatherhood uh, going for the second time for you? Well, I got to say, uh, when you're a professional basketball player in these times, then uh, uh, basically barely home, so it's kind of all on my wife's shoulders. So until the end of the season, I'm kind of off the hook. I can get some sleep at night, but, you know, once the season is over, it's going to be rough probably. You had a, a baby boy, and for those who don't know, you you had previously a, a baby girl, so the first boy in the family. I know that you're you're the first one to say you're the best shooter in the world. No one tops you. Is is there potential? I mean, your daughter could do this too, but in the NBA, is your is it possible if, if your son is a better shooter than you, will you say, okay, fine, my son is the only person I could say is a better shooter than me? Well, I'll, I'll probably say the same the same way my, my dad, you know, used, he used to play, but never really got to a high level when uh, he was basically mine and my brother's first coach. And, uh, you know, I think for a father to have your son being better than you is, is the best thing that can happen. And uh, mm-hmm. I just, I just hope so. You know, <laughs> if it comes to that, if he falls in love with the game and uh, if he gets to that or my daughter, you know, I don't know how, how, how we could uh, put on the same line, me and my daughter, if she decides to play basketball, who's better, but uh, you know, uh, probably going to have to look at the achievements, but uh, with the son, you know, uh, yeah, I really hope so. If, if he goes that direction, I really hope so that, you know, he's better than me. I'll, I'll just be happy about that. A lot of people talk about uh, like the on-court baby boost. Like there's like a, it's kind of like a narrative, like a guy has a baby or, or a woman has a baby. I know we saw it with Serena winning some championships in tennis too. Uh, do you buy into that? Like you get a little bit of extra adrenaline out of it, you know, knowing you're playing for someone uh, who's new to the world? Uh, I don't think it's more so think about like if I'm playing for someone or there's, you know, <laughs> another kid. But uh, it's, it's, I think it's more about the positive emotion that you just receive like during the whole process. And uh, mm-hmm. and that was the first, the, the first time was the same, you know, I had a, a great stretch and, uh, you know, I'm, had a few a few good games. I hope uh, we can extend it a little bit longer and uh, and keep going. But uh, yeah, I think it's more about just having the the positive energy 
come out of that, uh, you know, the son or daughter being born. And uh, yeah, I think it's more, more of that, you know, I've, I've had some night, like last night I didn't sleep much, but I have so much energy during the day. So it's really, it's really hard to explain how that works. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a never ending phase of, uh, I don't know what to call it. Just like your momentum just kind of carries over day to day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, speaking of, like you said, you know, you've been playing some of the best basketball of your career. Um, you've hit three or more threes in 10 of our last 11 games here. Um, and you really, you know, started to, to play some really strong defensive uh, games this month. I mean, the whole team, but you especially. Uh, what do you think's kind of been different for you from earlier in the season? Or, you know, have you changed anything about your game, on, especially on the defensive end? Um, obviously, you know, you're a shooter, first and foremost. Everything else that you give to the game besides that is is a plus, of course. So anything that you can – that really comes to mind? Well, one thing is I don't think that's – I say for anybody, the offseason was, was a huge mess. And, uh, you know, signing a new contract, you couldn't really go play 5-on-5. Five five. Even with COVID, it was almost impossible to actually get that 5-on-5 five five in. And uh, just jumping straight into the season uh, and – you know, not play basketball for seven months and then not being in good shape, then getting COVID, then, uh, then the calf strain. Actually, the calf strain was uh, somewhat a blessing in disguise because uh, mm-hmm. I had two weeks of just, you know, pure workouts, getting in shape and, and getting back to how I could play last season. And, uh, and I think in some way, you know, it, it sucks to get injured, but at the same time, you know, you can, you can use that time to, to get better. And uh, I think I just used that and came back with the mentality. It's like, you know, as the whole team uh, has to defend, I have to do a better job on that end. And I can't, can't be a liability on defense. And uh, and then I can help a lot more offensively that way. Yeah, was it just watching a little bit more film on defense or, or scouting report stuff? I know so much goes into defense. And Honestly, as you know, as a shooter, a lot of it's luck. You know, if the other team is making their shots or not, like the Spurs last night were hitting everything and, and they were, you know, not the best analytical shots and all that, but it didn't matter. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, in some way, the best uh, defense is a great offense. So, you know, if you make shots, you probably end up having a good defensive game and, uh, and win the game at the end. But, you know, that's, that's the thing. Like, not, not every night you're going to make shots as a team and, uh, you know, the defense has to be the one constant. And so you, you, you got to keep teams to 100 points. And then then you don't need a great shooting night to, to win the game. How fun was, you know, this eight-game winning streak? I know it ended, but I mean, hopefully, you know, the team starts a new one. But how fun was that? I mean, obviously the best stretch of ball that you guys have played since you've been on the team. Man, you know, as everybody says, when you're winning games, then everything's better. You know, the, the <laughs> jokes are funnier, the <laughs> the food tastes better, and everything. You know, so yeah, winning games it just it just gives you those emotions. Like, and it kind of gives you that extra confidence and carry over to the next games, and you start believing in yourself more and more. And uh, you know, you, it, it's tough to keep the winning streak alive, but it just gives you that boost for the for the next games and knowing that you know we okay we lost one but it was a close game and uh we could have won and you know it, it's not like we lost the game and now it's it's over you know we, like we go to the next game we try to win the next game yeah no it, it it makes the losses a lot easier to to digest obviously too when you're in a stretch like that and obviously last night was just a great game um, against your former team um but moving forward i mean Look, this is this is a really intriguing season 
uh, with COVID and everything that every team has gone through. But now to have a, a chance to make a play-in situation and then have like an elimination format, uh, what has it been like, you know, kind of looking at the standings and, and not really knowing what what the end result's going to be like? You might have to play two games before you even can clinch a playoff seed. Well, no, honestly, I've never been a guy that really looks at the standings. You know, I've, I try to go out there every, every game and uh, just think about the next game and try to win that one. And I know the, the, more, the more we win, the better situation we're going to be in. But, right. yeah, you know, the standings are just – they're there, but it's, it's not really going to give you more motivation to win a game or lose a game. You know, you want to win every game. Are you guys cognizant on the court of like the historical factor of kind of what Russ and Brad are doing right now? Or, like, does, does that get explicitly mentioned? Like, hey, Brad's in the, the scoring title, or is it more just like stuff you kind of, you know, josh around in the locker room and be like, oh, wow, I didn't, you know, I didn't realize Russ was six away from tying Oscar and stuff like that. Uh, you know, we don't we don't really talk about that much. I think everybody's aware, uh-huh. but you know, we're we're glad to be in a position where we can witness it firsthand, uh, seeing guys doing something incredible. But at the same time, you know, we everybody puts the emphasis on winning games. You know, I'm pretty sure that uh, Russ or Brad they would give up those historic seasons for for a championship ring at the end, not even think about it twice. Right. So, you know, winning, winning is the most important thing. And, uh, and then, you know, you can, you can appreciate the, the, the things that they're doing, but I think the whole team is just focused on, on winning the next game. Yeah. I mean, obviously things have changed a lot since last season um, in the world um, on the court for you personally, but do you like, how do you feel about beyond this season, the trajectory now that you, you're, you know, you're signed basically one of the longest signed players on the team, probably be, like how, how do you feel compared to maybe even when you signed? I mean, it was John Wall and now it's Russ, but still. Uh, well, you know, now, now I know going in the summer, you, I don't have to worry about, so think about new contracts or anything. It's just oh, yeah. the, the main goal is uh, once the summer starts is getting ready for the next season and, and with, without really any unknowns and, uh, you know, a free agency, anything can happen. And, uh, you can end up on teams that you didn't even expect to be on. And uh, it's, it's, it's not easy to, especially in this situation where the free agency was so close to the season that you didn't basically didn't have time to digest all of that. And, uh, and I was here already and basically playing the first game. Yeah. Um, but like in general, you know, guys like Gafford stepping up and Neto, just, it just seems like a good bunch. Like you guys are young too. It's not like you're, a bunch of veterans who have come together. I mean, you have key pieces who are vets, you're, you know, yourself, but you're, you're still young in NBA years. Well, yeah, you, you can see that, you know, we're, we're getting better uh, as the season goes and uh, everybody, you, you can see the improvement. Uh, we started to understand each other better. And we still had a whole bunch of new players uh, added in the off season. And uh, yeah, I think it just, the, and, and the more players, I think, core-wise, we can keep for the next season. Uh, I, I haven't honestly. I haven't looked at who's got how many years on the contract left, but <laughs> but know that most of the guys are uh, are signed for the next year at least, or or more. And you know, it's it's much easier. Like as as when I was in San Antonio, you know, you come to the next second season, but basically you have the same roster as you had the year before, and 
you don't need to learn anything about your teammates, uh, what they prefer doing on the court, what type of game they, they like playing better. So it, it's much easier to come together. It's like you've spent three months apart, you come together and uh, you basically know what you're doing. You know the system, everybody knows the system and, and start where you left off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like that was a huge advantage for teams like Utah and Milwaukee this year, especially with like, oh, hey guys, we're actually going to start in December, not February. Yeah, especially like there's been, you know, a lot of examples that teams sign great players in the offseason and uh, and the team doesn't look that good for the first three, four months because it takes a while to kind of adjust. And uh, definitely if teams can keep the, the, the core together uh, for as long as possible, it's just going to make the team better uh, as the time goes. Yeah. It seems like you're getting a lot more like wide open looks this year, which is, is funny. Uh, to think about considering how how close you regarded especially in the second half of the season last year is that almost like funny to you at this point when when teams just leave you wide open uh, well, you know it's it's basketball and uh i think most of the defense they're not worrying at one well one particular guy especially that this year uh you know added threat of brad last year and this year uh got russ on the court uh i think uh they have to pay a lot more attention to to them and and especially the level that uh, Brad's been playing this season. Uh, yeah, you know, if if they help, they don't help off of me, like you know, there's some situations against San Antonio. I was like, well, if you just stared in my eyes the whole defense, then I'll just go stand in the half court. You can guard me there mm-hmm. and let them play four on four because there's definitely no help side. And uh, you know, if you don't put two guys on Brad, he's gonna score almost every time. Yeah, it seems like the lineups when it's U3 and Garrison, especially, plus a big, the defense just has to pick and choose. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah. playing let. They don't, they're they're going to give up an open shot to a, a great player in his spot um, with that line in particular. Yeah, that's basically for defense, that's a gamble. Like, you either, you know, if Russell Brad is going to the basket, you either leave me, me or uh, Garrison open. Uh, or if you don't, then it's probably going to be, you know, for any of our bigs just finishing at the rim. Yeah. Last one for you. Um, this whole stretch, the last week especially, you finally played in front of the home fans. Um, I feel like, you know, being at the games, it is such a difference. Um, could you really feel it, you know, during the win streak, especially um, during like that Warriors game, the Cavs game was close the other night? Uh, yeah, you know, in the beginning, I thought that those, you know, 2,000 fans in the big arena, they're not going to make much difference. But, uh, you know, it gives it gives some kind of a emotion, some kind of a, like a drive during the game that especially when you make some big plays, it, even those 2,000 fans, they're going to get loud a little bit. So definitely much better than that artificial sound that we have. Well, we still have it, but we just had it for the whole season. Yeah, I noticed last night especially, it was the first game we played a team that has, like, a big fan base, I think. I mean, the Warriors do, but they weren't as loud um, that other night. But the Spurs fans were pretty loud last night, which I know you're used to from your years there. Um, so I'm kind of intrigued to see what the Lakers game is like uh, tomorrow night. Well, as, as long as there are people in the building, I'm, I'm just happy. I'm, I'm enjoying that part, you know. It's I play I play basketball because I love it, but uh, having fans in the arena just gives that extra extra on top. For sure. Well, Davis, congrats again on Fatherhood Part Two. Uh, Thank we're you. Looking forward to 
seeing you guys in these final 11 regular season games and then hopefully a plan. Hey, maybe you just win all 11. You don't even need a plan. Well, we'll do our best. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. Take care. Thank you.